Hey there, welcome to MedTech Africa, the podcast where we showcase digital health and health technology innovations from across the African continent. My name is Sam Oti, and I'm your host. First of all, thank you for joining us on the podcast from wherever in the world you're at right now. Believe it or not, MedTech Africa has now been streamed or downloaded in over 90 countries across the world. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you, everyone who has been part of our journey so far. We truly appreciate you. Now, on today's podcast, I'm honored to be hosting Dr. Kayode Ogunleye. He is a physician and one of the founders of Health XP. Health XP provides a suite of products and services that are aimed at empowering patients to take control of their own health, leveraging the power of technology and of data. This is going to be an exciting episode. Thank you once again for joining us. Hello, Dr. Kayode. Welcome to MedTech Africa. How are you doing today and where on earth are you at the moment? Good morning. I'm speaking from Lagos, Nigeria, the beautiful hustle and bustle of Lagos. I'm glad to be on your show. Such a pleasure to, to have you on the show. I've, had, I've heard lots of great things uh, about your company, Health XP, and the product that it's offering called My Health XP. But let's start by learning a bit about yourself and how you became involved with co founding Health XP. Uh, my name, as you've already specified, is Dr. Kayo Diogole. I, 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 I was born in Nigeria. I'm a medical doctor by profession. My source specialty is actually hyperbaric medicine. It's another source specialty of occupational medicine itself. So along with my training and my years of interaction, many years, I became involved in doing medical advisory for various companies, mostly diving companies, companies that work in the oil and gas space itself. Well, I had my daughter also clinical practice with uh, the military hospital. So since daytime, I, I remember when this, uh, I'll call it an Eureka moment happened. But when I was uh, managing, I was on an outreach in um, the undeserved location. I had the, I was trying to speak with a lady that I suspected was HBSS, but she was quite old and surprising to find people living into that age with um, and being HBSS, as she has asthenic limbs, all the classical looks of someone that is HBSS, that's the sickle cell patient. And I was trying to find out from her if she was HBSS. Say she doesn't know, she doesn't know who to Okay, who's your doctor? Who's your health provider? So the only uh, um, interaction she has, she has ever had was with a local uh, healthcare extension worker. And he, she, he, she, she, in particular, had no data. So that's when the issue of data that we have in Africa, especially medical records, became very important. I kept on wondering, okay, how is it possible that a patient or the client, as we see at the that have access to his own data and able to seamlessly talk to anybody, especially those on the low eye, actual one, they are not so literate. Then my, I got together with a couple of my colleagues, um, Dr. Daniel, he's based in the UK now, we started talking about this. He worked with me on a project in the Niger Delta. We started talking about it. That's how I helped Having an app with which data portability and 
having the last mile client or anybody able to have access to their own health record and consult and talk with different healthcare providers. Now the basics of health HPs and my health HP follow to existence. That is very clear and such an important gap that, uh, that you have identified. I know how frustrating it can be to be moving across providers and, you know, um, they just don't have access. Their data systems don't speak to each other. And then you as the patient, you're always uh, in the dark. And unfortunately, it seems that doctors are not that good at, at communicating with, with their patients. But even if they are, I mean, there's only so much they can say. The patients need to have their own data and have access to it. Uh, and it will really help with uh, continuity of, of care. So let's go into the details now. What exactly uh, is my health XP all about? My health XP, as the name, I like to refer to it. Some people have tried to class and use the word telemedicine as a telemedicine provider, but I feel that is narrowing us. Telemedicine is just one of the services we serve, but patient focused uh, platform. I like to use that word platform. It's a collaborative platform in which the patient is the centerpiece, is the selfie is he or she controls access to all the points. So let me just, let me use a, a typical narrative. You are in Nairobi there. I'm in Nigeria. Okay, um, John, I'm trying to go to Nairobi. The whole basis of we having collaboration across borders in our whole ecosystem, the African ecosystem. And I want to speak with someone that is in Nairobi that has, uh, I, first of all, I jump on the plane to Nairobi and I'm trying to speak with a doctor in Nairobi, and emphasis of not having to call Nigeria for my data. And we have a collaborator in Nairobi that is can speak to the doctor or health personnel. Just walk into the consulting room, not necessarily digital, although you can access our services through a digital platform. You walk into a consulting room, and you tell your doctor or provider that, look, I want to see you for the social ailment, but I think you should have access to my record. Please, can I give you access to my record through my apps? And the doctor provider, through is our, our fellow collaborator, can access this data easily. So there's seamless transfer of information and management of care. And we're also looking at ways of enabling um, diagnosis in Africa. So we have problems. I do. I can speak for Nigeria. Well, diagnosis is a problem sometimes. We have to have feedback. The brain drain us should drain the best of the best of our medical professionals. I'm trying to see an ecosystem, we're seeing an ecosystem which those in diaspora can still give back to the country. So Dr. Samuel or someone in UK like NHIS can still give back to his village or his provider or somebody in, the, uh, in Nigeria without leaving the UK. You feel I'm still giving back to my country, my expertise is still needed. Recently, other neurologists calls also all the way from UK. I spoke to someone in Archival in Nigeria. That was a beautiful platform which normally would have taken a lot of logistics, a lot of back and forth to have that neurologist on that platform to speak to someone. So we're enabling the deficit, not enabling the right word, we're trying to uh, correct the deficit in terms of manpower resourcing in the healthcare in Africa. And Africa being our own ecosystem, that's what we're trying to do. So. That is very, very clear. And But 
I, I think one of the challenges I would have with an approach such as that, and I, first of all, just to be clear, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an excellent approach uh, in terms of ensuring that wherever you are in the world, uh, provided your data is in the My Health XP platform, you can move with that data and whoever is a collaborator, a health professional who is a collaborator uh, can ha- have access, right? To, to that uh, to your data and then can that can en- enable uh, continuity of of care uh, but I guess uh, one of the challenges that you probably face with that is how do you ensure that you know you're operating within the right uh, regulatory limits right because I guess uh, for example in the, um, the the case you mentioned of a neurologist all the way in UK seeing someone all the way in Nigeria does a neurologist in the UK really have you know, the license to practice or to consult someone in, in Nigeria. So how are you overcoming uh, those limitations? I'm happy you're asking the right questions. This is a very important. On terms of the medical license in Africa, this particular neurologist, he still has his medical license in Nigeria. It's actually Nigerian true, but because of the jackpot syndrome, which I mentioned from the talking, he migrated to the UK, but he still maintained his license. So we have a QC program in which people that are cross-border have the necessary requirements to speak per se for that locality they're trying to advise. In other cases, they can offer advisory to the local medical professional in that regard. Now, the case example I mentioned with the Kenya, uh, the person who moved, I gave that example that he, he, he or she jumps on the plane to Kenya. He has to see the professional that is licensed in that region to help. But there'll be kind of collaboration across the ecosystem because the Kenyan physician is talking to me that maybe saw the person. Can I understand why you give this social medication to the guy? So there's collaboration. It's an ecosystem that's trying to help all ecosystems. I'm helping you, you're helping me. But we're, our QC department is very strong. Another thing I like to say in terms, we've been trying to keep with the international best practices in terms of HIPAA regulation, GDPR, in terms of data. That's why we partnered with Microsoft. Our cloud system, our data is domicile on Microsoft because they are very thorough when it comes to in terms of the regulatory requirements, in terms of data itself, are providing data across. We do not uh, run default of the local, local regulatory authorities itself in terms of what we're improving every day. We're improving every day our systems. That is very good to hear. So let's break it down if, even further. So Walk us through the process, like of a patient. Let's say me, for example. I I want to start using my health XP, just in as clear details as possible. How would someone like me engage with your platform? How will I be onboarded, and how will I start accessing your services? And of course, what kinds of service will I have access to? I'd like to say this: we're in phases, though. Right now, we have our mobile our mobile app. We, we launched a month ago. That's my health XP. We're trying to move to the next. We are kind of like pre-commercial states with more of testing, few commercials here and there. We're trying to scale up gradually, organically. So if you were going to join the platform, you can download uh, to our, our, our Apple, that's iOS, and you can also Android. Just have an Android with a simple Android phone itself. You could just download our app itself. The registration is quite simple because we found out that in the ecosystem is. The problem is the developers have very beautiful ideas on how, oh, the UI UX should look like and becomes a problem. I'm sure it becomes a problem in terms of digital literacy. So it's user-friendly. Our interface is very user-friendly. 
you download, you register. That's on the OTXP platform. Although we have another platform for doctors and other providers like Doctor XP, Lab XP, Farm XP, still and uh, still in development. So other healthcare providers have their own interface to which they connect to us on the ecosystem. But you as an individual that like, who we serve primarily, we have the platform you can download by Health XP. With that, once you just download, it's free. Free download, and you can upload your records free, and you have access to it on your own. You can only give access to the provider by you, by a special code, which you give that provider yourself. So it's not like um, uh, we are the ones. We are just managing the resource for you in terms of data itself. Um, you can have access to arrays of services, especially lab, speak to a doctor, any doctor that is on our network that we're currently still expanding, getting more doctors on the platform itself. Um, and we are in the future, the, when LabXP is fully uh, functional, range of services, even up to uh, GSC question. Because we found out something is happening in Africa that most people don't know. The, the research facilities coming up that need to have that stored in a very safe space on which we can help them manage them. We also offer that resources. They'll keep writing. What are the, some of the milestones that you have uh, achieved so far in your journey to set up My Health XP? I know you've you talked about uh, obviously rolling it out in in phases, and there's still a number of features like uh, Farm XP you mentioned that is not yet uh, live, so to say. So, in terms of you know gaining traction and all that, can you tell us about some of your achievements? The notable uh, achievement we've had is self. There's a feedback we've got from the clients, user-friendly interface, which are currently always, uh, we are developing and refining. We like the feedback we get. That's why we wanted to organically do this so people don't have um, another, just another app where you want to use an ecosystem. We want you to be able to use it and do something. So I, I would like to say, give one caveat. Most people have got this idea that uh, digital platforms that replace consulting role we are not replacing the consulting. We are just um, enhancing the experience of you going to your provider, reducing those long lines you have. In, I don't know how Kenya is like, but in Nigeria, you wake up now. I'm By six o'clock, we have already people queuing up in the GOPD section of most public hospitals. We're trying to reduce that backlog so simple quality cases can be handled through digital platforms. So the mute mindful, I think, is the user experience. We're still expanding. And in terms of the technology, the feedback, uh, that's good. And also, uh, I'll say brand awareness is one notable thing. In terms of the local authorities that are planning, we've been approached a couple of times, our ideas in terms of Nigeria still formulating its policy in terms of digital health, the new thing for Nigeria, despite uh, what's obviously that different seminars. So we, we, are, we are not able in the ecosystem, we'll be helping them in terms of that. We'll be able um, all over the place in terms still improving. In terms of um, um in terms of uh, what's the right word? Adoption, we still have a long way to go. Uh, we're looking we're looking forward to more user adoption across the ecosystem. Having all that providers understand what we're trying to do and all that. I think um, it's a feedback from the clients that or the patient has been able to notable. I'll see how our real notable achievement itself. I think that is very important because um, 
any kind of digital platform or digital technology needs to have uh, the users at the heart of the design and and the rollout. So if you're already getting positive feedback uh, from your clients, I think that shows that you are very much on the on the right path. But I'm sure that there's quite a number of things that that keeps you up at night. You know, being a startup company, uh, and I think you sort of alluded to some of it in terms of getting some of the providers to really understand what your platform is all about. So tell us about some of these challenges and how you're overcoming them? Like every new experience, uh, people tend to, I don't want to use the word, be afraid. They, 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 they see it as a threat to their world. They feel to be disruptive to the ecosystem. Watch as I agree we're going to be a disrupt, uh, we will disrupt how things are being done because we try to make sure healthcare works better in Africa. Which has been done right now. It's not exactly nice, not user-friendly. The last mile clients, in terms of what we have, in terms of the urban, rural disparities, very wide. So our first problem, I think, is digital literacy and the internet penetration. In Nigeria, which is a case study for what we're trying to go organic now, uh, digital literacy is, is a problem. And internet penetration in terms of infrastructure is a problem. Um, so we've been also talking to other providers in terms of finding ways in which uh, we can have internet penetration in the rural area. So the last mile clients in the literacy has been the one thing that gives me more Because I, I, there's a very prominent paper that came up recently in which was seen that most digital platforms are just elitist in nature. It was provided for a certain set of people to show I have something better off, which is not so. That we want set up to help the infrastructure deficit in Nigeria and Africa. So the last mile client gives me up in terms of getting programs to him that are not necessarily commercial or help them access healthcare. So we have a couple of programs in the works that try to educate up to the community extension worker on how to use a mobile app itself or a digital platform to identify certain ailments and collaborate with doctors that are in the cities. So so digital literacy is a problem and getting to the last map is my major problem. But I think we're solving the problem gradually with awareness, talks and the other thing, funding is always a problem for every tech startup. We want funding to be able to scale to the level. Like now now I want to be in Nairobi talking to someone in the village or Warhammer tool, you can use this, you could do this. You need money. Those are the two things like really I feel the major map. In terms of the technology, I think we've done well in terms of finding resources in between among ourselves. You have people trying to white label their platforms through all the only case we've been doing well in terms of manpower resources. Yeah, that that is good to that is good to hear. And I really like what you said about, you know, more or less uh tackling the digital divide um, and ensuring that uh, people who don't have high levels of digital literacy, people who live in areas with limited uh, connectivity are still able to be part of your of your product and of your service. So let's talk about affordability. How affordable is my health XP? Uh, with pre-commercials, we're still evolving in terms of commercial, but what we're, we have a long term in terms of our business planning which uh, we have a top, in terms of resourcing, the last mile patient is almost paying for next to nothing in terms of using the platform itself. So when you come on the platform itself to actually access the platform, it's a free download. You just need to have a 
the uh, phone itself and you now you download you can upload your records do anything so far you have that so that's the very important thing so it's a, you could either do a subscription based model in which you subscribe then or you decide to do a play as you go option as from your phone oh just rather realize oh i need a dentist or i need to speak to a doctor about something right now far away from accessing that doctor or resources you can do a play as you go start little as that well, most little as uh, 2,000 error for a pay-as-you-go option, although we're still involving the, uh, the numbers itself because we're trying to get feedback. That's why we think we're growing organically. We're trying to see how the last mile patient, uh, uh, in terms of affordability, what can they afford? I'm on my own, that's a, a, a steep end for me to pay, but we really want to get the resources to the people that really need it itself, should be able to use and most of our doctors that are cross but you know, that clients are more of a give back scheme, although they have to get to own in a certain way by consulting on the service. But to try to help our ecosystem something more. So it's a constant evolving picture, but as it is life almost next to nothing that they pay. The long run, I think, with user adoption a more clear commercial plan. Okay, I got it. You know, um, someone says that a startup is is not yet a business, but is a group of people tri- still trying to figure out their their business model. So I hear you that you're pre-commercial. Two thousand naira is really low, I, I, and for the audience, that's roughly two and a half US dollars, depending on what conversion you use. Uh, so, so two and a half dollars per month, if I'm hearing you correctly, to subscribe. That 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 seems quite uh, quite affordable. But I guess in terms of sustainability, you, your 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 approach to raising revenue and generating revenue will will continue to evolve uh, over time. So. Obviously, you operate within a wider ecosystem of, you know, of digital technologies, of of digital health policy and, and all that. So let's switch gears a bit and talk about the digital health ecosystem in Africa and the policy environment in Africa. And I always ask this of, of my guests, right? Like, if you had one wish to transform the digital health ecosystem in Africa, what would that wish be? Assuming you are sitting right now in front of, let's say, the Minister of ICT and the Minister of Health together. Uh, what, would you, what would be your ask of them? I feel the problem we have in Africa is data. I don't know about Kenya, but Nigeria, data is a big problem. Data to plan us, uh, to plan for our resources so we could do our own thing and we don't control our own narrative. So if I was speaking to the, digital, the, the Minister for Digital Health itself, I will be telling him or her, across the different countries itself. If you could find a way in which we have a uniformity in terms of our policies itself, in terms of healthcare, uh, healthcare itself, if we have uniformity of policy, that will help us in everything we do. Because uh, so, it's so interesting that just to jumping across to Ghana to do something like a lot of bottlenecks, very crazy that stops that. And although that's what the other be trying to reduce those bottlenecks in terms of uh, seamlessly apply. But we should have our own policies in Africa controlling our own narrative, like our EPAs and what the European Union is, GDPR, everything will be fine for us. 
Got it. So you feel like the policies need to be more coherent and they need to be stronger to really protect people, to protect patients and ensure that um, their data their data is safe. I I, te- I totally share share those uh, those sentiments. So as we close, let's let's look into the future. Uh, what does the future hold for HealthXP? Um, what kinds of partners are you looking to collaborate with uh, in the future? Uh, what does an expansion plan, for example, look like for your company? The dream is to take it beyond Nigeria, organically grow scale have it seamlessly across all countries in Africa itself. LTXP, I want it to be, we dream of it as being more of an establishment, something beyond what the co-founders that they envisage should be almost a cultural thing in which we can say this is our own narrative in terms of health care. We control the system itself. We're doing our own things, finding our own grown solutions for our health care needs. We know our problems. We know where it bites us. So I see it become a user adoption platform that starts something in terms of healthcare revolution in Africa. Kickstart something that makes us collaborate across both. That all of us are speaking the same language in terms of healthcare. That we can help kill up. Having our own research, our own data, speaking to our own stories itself, not waiting for data manufactured from Europe and Abra to help solve our problems. That's my dream. That's the dream of the founders of the next and that's a dream that we share. We definitely need a healthcare revolution right here in Africa. And I believe it has already started with startups like yours and many other digital health companies that are coming up uh, across the continent. Well, Dr. Coyote, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, of course, you're in my home country, so I hope that whenever I'm in Lagos, I, I can look you up. But also, if you happen to be in Nairobi at any point, please give me a shout. Definitely, definitely. Thank you very much. I want kudos to what you're doing. Please keep spreading the message. Tech can be the next thing that will make Africa great again. We love what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. MedTech Africa is produced and hosted by Sam Oti and co-edited by yours truly, Veronica Sander Ochiambo. The goal of MedTech Africa is to provide a platform for showcasing digital health and health tech innovations across the African continent. Please reach out to us if you have any thoughts on this episode or recommendations of African health innovators that you'd like us to host on the show. You can find our contact details in the episode show notes. Finally, be sure to subscribe to MedTech Africa on your preferred podcast platform. And if you have a moment, please leave us a great review because it really helps other people to find the show. Thanks again for listening and we hope you join us in our next episode.